You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Blake and Lawson and Monica in the studio. She is producing for the first time, and that gave me the freedom to make that little howling noise, because if Shell was here, she would have attacked me. Dang, you, you you feeling you feeling alpha today? You feeling like a wolf? Is I that just, is that yeah, what this is? I was I was feeling all lone wolfy right there. Yeah, uh, but I'm, we're back. Uh, it's been a minute since we've been, all been in been the studio. Ages. It has been because of lots of different things. I've been over down, really down under. Where uh, basically I went to the land uh, where New Zealand and Australia had a, a child and it raised itself in the wilderness. It's called Tasmania. Uh huh. And it was a beautiful place. Yes. It literally is like a perfect blend between the two. And I love it. It's, between Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. That's yeah, Tasmania. all the worst parts in, in one no, place. Come no, come on no, now. No. You don't even know this guy. So we've, got, we've got a Tassie in the studio uh, behind the glass. For, oh, who's... really? Monica, are you from Tasmania? Well, I did not know that. I thought you were from no, Germany. I'm a West Australian, but my family now lives in Taz. Yeah. I'd say it's more of a blend of Australia and Germany. What part do they live? We- they live in um, a little town called Fingal near the east coast. Fingal. Nobody I- knows it's there, not even the locals. Uh, yeah, because oh. I don't, and I'm a local now. Yeah, oh, you're uh, sure that guy. <laughs> I'm that guy. Wow. So what did you get up to while you're down in Tasmania? I was preaching at the Deloraine Seventh day Adventist oh, wow. church camp. Oh. So at the church campground, we the whole camp was there, or the whole church was there, and some friends and family. And we did a beautiful, like it was a whole week long thing. It was freezing cold. Uh yeah. which was Tasmania. all part of it, and it was fun. Mm-hmm. But I had a great time. I got to see some parts of Tasmania at the end. There's a little Swiss village that I went to. That I don't know where it is, but it's real cute. Mm. Uh, but it looks—it's right near the—is it the Tamar Tamar River? Is that what it's called? Yeah. We're, we're using producer Shell, uh, producer Monica as our reference. We're like, well, what, what's happening down in, stuff. She down in Tasmania? She cool stuff. She, she knows a lot of stuff. She knows everything about uh, Tasmania. Basically, Moon Tamana, Tasmania. Shout out for your listening on eighty-eight point oh Moon Tamama Moon Tamana. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Lawson is moving around very quickly. I don't know what he's doing, but it's it's kind of scaring me, to be honest. It's not scary. But, but you know, Lawson, I do just want to say, I am, I'm very sorry. About what? About your Utah jazz. Oh, my, my jazz guys. Yeah. My jazzy men. Yeah, they are, they've got eliminated. Yeah. And you are slipping into a deep depression. Uh, the good That's thing- why we got Jennifer Skews coming up for our interview very soon. <laughs> That's a uh, good point. After help Jennifer, me. Uh, what's the best way to recommend helping a fellow, a fellow mate who is dealing with severe depression because their sports team is the worst? Yeah. Well, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we just just missed the play in with a in a rebuild team. We have so much cap space. All right, we've got so much space to move. So, oh. uh, literally going into this season, the Utah Jazz were projected to come last, and we didn't come last. Yep, we come. Nice. But if if you put both conferences together, we came like maybe pretty good sixth or seventh to last. You know, That's pretty so, decent. So so we didn't we didn't we didn't come last. Not well. quite the best. Anyways, you're <laughs> listening to the breakfast show this morning and. Oh boy, have we got a prize for you? Oh, 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 really? we, we've got a bit of a 
shortened week this week. I noticed that. Yep. So we're not gonna we're not gonna go crazy with the prize. We're not gonna give you like a billion prizes, but we are gonna we're give not you something. Giving away good. a Tesla. We're giving away a week. book, probably with the best title that I've ever seen. Oh, the book is called "No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots." Ooh, I love this book. Plant-based food for humans. By Leah Jones. So this is a plant-based recipe cookbook that we're going to give you absolutely for free. All you have to do is answer these questions correctly. And our first question for today, this is a what book am I? So it's one of 66. What book am I? The bravery of Shipfra and Pua in Disobeying the King is found in my first chapter. The bravery (laughs) of Shifra and Pua in Disobeying the King is found in my first chapter. What book am I? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. We are incredibly stoked and glad to be with you here this morning. And, again, if you get that question correct, you'll win. No, we don't only eat carrots. I think carrots are getting a bad rap for this book because I love carrots. Oh, carrots are even, like, raw well, carrots. Well, I struggle oh, I struggle with raw carrots. I, oh, I really? I'm not very good Wait, at what, what kind it's of carrots chewy. do you like eating oh, them? Oh, man, I like Like, boiled carrots? Not boiled, but, like, kind of glazed with, like, a little bit of, that, like, maple syrup or something on them. Oh, a little brown. No, I'm a, I'm a raw carrot in hummus guy. Ooh, D- really? Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love, stra- dude, straight out of the fridge, unpeeled. This is this is this now this is snack. Get ready to be amazed. So you've got like one of the big one kilo tubs of hummus. Oh yeah, the big in the ones, fridge, the big boys. And then you've got a bag of carrots. You pull Can we a, call carrot. Them a satchel of you, carrots. So, yeah, sure. You uh you open the lid, all right, of the hummus, and you pull out you pull out a whole unpeeled carrot. Dip it into the hummus and swirl it around. You you'll fit about half the carrot in there. And then, and then eat the carrot. Oh, uh, remind me to never eat hummus from your house. Why? No, no, because the carrot's not unclean yet. Like, oh, you uh, okay? So you're not dipping it back in? No, no, no. You okay. don't. You don't double dip. Come on, man. That's gross. <laughs> but you are pulling like that double whole carrot out, dipping it in there, and then just eating it. Oh, True. what a meal! It- what a snack, <laughs> guys. This is this is. This is something you need to get on. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Again, that number, 0491-064-669. What's your favorite way to eat carrots? I like, Well, I told you. I like yeah, yeah. Slice them up like little potato chips, real, real thin, and then bake them and glaze oh. them with a little bit of like little brown sugar. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my favorite way to do it. Okay. Like, yeah. They're sure. super yummy and delicious. I Let us like know. That. All right. Here is what's happening. Mm. I have... A good news story. That Positively different news. Very, very, very positive and oh. very different. Wow. Okay. So I have a friend uh, who <laughs> really? essentially, whenever they go to Bunnings, or which is like Home Depot for, if there's any Americans listening, shout out moms. Uh, essentially, Bunnings, you go there and part of Bunnings or almost a third of Bunnings is plants. It's just like the garden section. Right. Uh huh. Well, I have a friend who goes into the garden section and always buys way too many plants. Uh, and they their house looks a little bit like a scene from Jumanji. Mm-hmm. All right, you walk in, you're like, ah, it's too many, too many plants. Right, lots of plants, too wild, uh-huh. a little jungly. Uh-huh. Well, research has been done. A new study from Australia found that their beneficial properties 
may not be yet fully established since it could be that our leafy brethren have the power to remove viruses that cause cold and flu from the air. So essentially wow. these plants have always been like well-established partners. Uh-huh. Uh, when brought indoors, they can help alleviate stress and purify the air. You mm. know, mm. They're all, all of the good benefits of just having them. But now there's evidence to show they also remove viruses. Mm. So if you are a little bit nervous about the old uh, pandemic that we just went through and you're thinking, what else could I do? Uh, other than all the things that I've already done to avoid the old COVID-19 uh, from being COVID-23, uh-huh. fill your house with plants. Wow. Like, just okay. like little, little, all sorts of plants, like mm-hmm. anything with leafy is, greens. Is there, is there any suggestions on the types of plants that would be good? Like, is there a specific plant that it says like, oh, this, this is the one, you know, this is the there one actually that will is. save your life. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, let's understand why. So basically, when absorbing the sunlight, the plants produce what is called a biochemical reaction mm-hmm. uh, that is it's common, and it basically, it's like a home first aid kit, and it creates its own production of hydrogen peroxide, right? And this the caustic chemical is used for disinfecting wounds and bleaching hair, but it, all, but it was found to be spontaneously present in microscopic water droplets Floating through the air in rooms with houseplants. Mm. So like hydrogen peroxide just floating around because of the plants killing viruses. Because it's like a, it's almost like bleach basically. One time, uh, speaking of hydrogen peroxide, my cousin poured a bottle of it on top of my head. Uh, and I just had, Whoa. yeah, just had an orange. Speaking of a carrot, uh, I basically have one carrot in the middle of the top of my head. It was pretty wild looking. Uh, so just the hydrogen top. peroxide is like lightning. Right? Well, but it was he was like, let's bleach your hair, dude. Oh, and then uh, it bleached for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was pretty rough, actually. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so hydrogen peroxide it's found concentrated in water vapor emerging out of the leaves of the house plants, which, mm. if bound with floating water vapor containing a flu virus could very well sanitize it. Now, this is just mm. proof of concept at this time right now, but they do they have found that one particular plant, well there's two of them really, but the first one is African violets. Oh. They produce the most hydrogen peroxide of the samples they tested, followed by ooh, a little bit awkward devil's ivy, okay? Uh let's, per, let's change the name. Aprimum aurarium. I don't know how to say that in uh Latin. Mm-hmm. So Basically, the whole mechanism for hydrogen peroxide leaving the plants through transpiration is not well understood. They don't understand how it happens. They just know it does. So if you're mm-hmm. going to get plants, get some African violets or some devil's ivy, and you can name it something else if you don't want devil's ivy in your uh, in your house. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah, that's right. It, just name it angel's ivy. Deal. Named. Okay. Easy. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure those two things grow quite easily as well, too. But African violet, it's a beautiful one. It's like very dark, leafy greens, and then mm. that purple flower. It's gorgeous. I love this. I, I have friends who are so into plants. And uh, uh, one of my friends, shout out, shout out my good friend Maureen. There's this song that she sings, and it goes, the lyrics of the song go, I like to talk to plants, but people think I'm crazy. And and then it just, just goes on from there. It's a song about how you you know, have grown very, very close to 
your plants. And that, that's something that she has definitely Maureen, they do have done. plants in their house. Super, a crazy amount of plants. That's why they're healthy. But that's why they're healthy. Oh, these these are healthy people. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not rocking these any. These people are healthy. I am not rocking anywhere near the plants in my house that these people have. Therefore, that's why I probably get more sick than they do. Actually, now that I think about it, I don't have any plants in my room. What am I thinking? What are we doing? What am I doing with my life? So, guys, according to this study, if you want to be healthy, if you want to avoid sickness, get on that plant grind. Get in. I guess God knew what he was doing when he put Adam and Eve in the garden, garden. of Eden. Hey. COVID-free. He said, I'm not going to put them on top of the mountain. I'm going to put them in the garden. Right in the garden. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. I love talking like this. We could do it all day. No I would prefer me. if you didn't. But, uh, I mean, maybe the listeners are into it. Yeah, because, like, hearing people just talk with an accent from the United States, mm-hmm. I, when I was younger, I, I would hear someone from America. I'm like, it's like a movie. I'm like, right. I'm like in a movie. But right now, now that you're older and you see it every day, you're like, please stop. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Hey, we're wow. going to have another clue wow. for the quiz. What book am I? I tell how idolaters were made to drink an idol that was ground into powder and poured into water. Now, our quiz basically works. The rules for the quiz is that each question that we go along, it's it's all pointing towards the same answer, but each clue is showing us that uh, each, each clue is is showing us, is, is revealing us a little bit more information about the particular answer that we're trying to get. And the further along that you get the answer correct, the less points you get. So we just had a 500-point opportunity come and go. We're now up to 400 points, and you'll get less and less points as we as we go through, as we go along. But again, our question, our clue is, I tell how idolaters were made to drink an idol that was ground into powder and poured into water. If you know the answer to that one, you will get entries to win our amazing prize at the end of this week, which is called, No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots, Plant-Based Food for Humans by Leah Jones. And we had a text message coming in from Suzanne who wrote, Oh, carrots. I thought the title of the book was called, No, We Don't. Don't we don't just eat cats? And no, I have never eaten a cat. <laughs> I never planned to eat a cat for various reasons. Wow. Uh, so, no, yeah, uh, that that is a pretty fair enough title for a cookbook. You know, oh, no. no, we don't just eat cats. Like that's a cookbook that I'd be inclined to buy f- because then it would be like, okay, well, that's their standard. No, you know, maybe they have some. I would not buy that because it's saying we don't only eat cats. Oh, yo. <laughs> that only changes the game. Now, if the cookbook was, we don't eat cats, I'd be like, okay, cool. I can go with that. But we don't only eat oh, cats. Oh, okay. It's cats and. It's, oh, okay. We can, okay, we can leave that. Well, the book doesn't exist, but you know what book does exist and you're trying to win? No, we don't only eat carrots. I tell how idolaters were made to drink an idol that was ground into powder and poured into water. If you know the answer, 0491-064-669. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. i got a couple of news stories for you. Before you get into that, I just want to read Janelle's text message here. She says, the peace lily is one of the best indoor plants for keeping indoor air clean. Um, I, I, the peace lily sounds better than the devil's ivy. So oh, let's, absolutely. Let's go with the peace lily. 
and some uh, African violet. I can handle those. Some too. African violet, some peace lily. Let's get it done. Live your best life. Live your best life. Hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. And as I was saying in our introduction, two members of Israeli parliament known as the Knesset, the Knesset, yep. have introduced a bill that would outlaw telling people about Jesus in the Jewish state. I heard about And this. jail everyone who does. I heard about this. This is crazy. Okay, keep going. Sorry. So... This legislation was made by two men. It's called Mash, Mo, Moshi Gaffney and Yaakov Asher, which is very Middle Eastern. And, and Yaakov Asher, that's like incredibly Jewish name. But uh, yeah, so they are ultra-Orthodox members of the Knesset, which is essentially like the modern-day version of the Sanhedrin. So it's like historically they are so it's a 60 64 seat governing coalition uh led by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu who's quite quite famous in the media for various things that he has said and moves that he's made uh but if approved the punishment for having spiritual conversations with the Israeli of any of any religion would be 1 year imprisonment if with an adult and 2 years imprisonment if you're under 18. Wow. If by Just by trying to tell someone about the gospel. Yeah. So, so now it's actually legal. No, this is Israel, right? So this is Israel. So it's not illegal yet. This was a bill that was brought up in parliament. Now, they are trying to put this in the, to the process of, of getting this bill passed so that that would be the case. But it's interesting that the Christians in Jerusalem are actually quite confident that this won't go through. Okay. They're, they're, they're kind of chilling. They're like, oh, fair enough. Uh, David Parsons, he's a senior spokesman and vice president of the International Christian Embassy in Jerusalem. He was essentially like, hey, this isn't the first time Gaffney's actually done this. In fact, Gaffney, the, the main senator here who's trying to push this bill through, has been trying to do this since the 1990s. And each time the bill has been shot down. And so he has edited the bill and edited the bill and edited the bill to ultimately try and get it pushed through to, yeah, refuse people being able to talk about it. Firstly, Jesus uh, and sharing the gospel. Secondly, as well, there is a sizable Islamic population within Israel too. You, you, you would you would know that, Blake, because yeah, you've true. been there. Yeah, there's a, I mean, the Dome of the Rock is... Right there, I mean, uh, right uh, on where the Temple Mount used to be. It's mm. the Dome of the Rock, which is the mosque for the Muslim nation, like the most important location, I believe, in the world mm. for the Muslim or Islamic nation. Mm. And, well, it's it's particularly interesting that in a country like this, that, like, it's Israel as a state, a nation state that is also very closely linked to its people's ethnic identity and religious identity as well, that, yeah, the the push is happening there. And I guess it would be then a litmus test for the rest of the world as to whether bills like this would or wouldn't go through, being that it's, yeah, such a religious country. It's It would be kind of a – I mean, if it did go through – what what I find would be interesting is the repeating of history. Like mm. the, the, there were laws like this in ancient Jerusalem, mm. uh, right after Jesus uh, was resurrected, and then he mm. ascended into heaven, leaving 
the early church under vast persecution, and it was all led by the Sanhedrin, the mm. leaders of the Pharisaical group and the Sadducees as well too. They had a very strong agenda against Christians, and they didn't want anyone at all to be telling other people about Jesus because it challenged the power that they had. So really, nothing new under the sun here. This is just repeat of history. Yeah, so also in 2023, there has been a push in Israel as well to uh, pass legislation that would weaken the strength of Israel's judicial system and the power of the courts in favor of the power of the politicians. And so Parsons was saying, you know, commentating on this, he said, oh, look, they've been trying to push this bill through the 90s, since the, through since the 90s, every single time it has failed. So, therefore, it would probably fail again because Israel does definitely have some democratic elements going on within the courts. But if these judicial reforms go through Who knows and the happen. judicial system gets weakened enough to the point where, yeah, a bill like this could pass and you don't have the power within the democracy of the people's hands, but rather in the hands of certain politicians, then, yeah, it could potentially go through. So it, it, it's something that is looming for them. It's been something that has been tried to push through for a, a while now, a long time. But, yeah, they're just seeing what happens, seeing seeing what comes of it. You know, I think it's a very, it's a very interesting idea to think about Israel mm-hmm. outlawing Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christianity and Judaism and uh I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Is it Muslim? I think it's a Muslim person, mm-hmm. or and then Islam is the the nation. Yep. Yeah, the religion. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. So, if you have those three, so you have Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, Judaism all together, mm-hmm. right, in the melting pot of society in Israel, and then one of them just gets outlawed, mm. like. It really doesn't make any sense. Or potentially sense. both of them. Because once, if this if this broke the barrier for Christianity to be outlawed, then Why would Is- Islam would be as well, 100%. Especially I don't because know. There's Is- probably more Islamic people there. B- but especially, like, as Jesus is a key figure within Islam, mm, too. Interesting. So, yeah, it's interesting times in Israel, and it will be... It'll be uh, important to see where this goes, again, as a litmus test for the rest of the world and the direction that people are heading in terms of how they feel about Christianity and, and uh, yeah, legislatively, whether Christians can still exist. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. What book am I? The building of the first tabernacle was found here. Hey, if you know where the first temple was built, 0491-064-669. We have, that that one was for 300 points. We have our amazing prize for this week, of course. No, We Don't Only Eat Carrots by Leah Jones. And it's all about how we don't just eat carrots as plant-based eaters, but there is some amazing food to be eaten as well. So 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you have the correct answer. Shout out Jackie. It's getting in there with correct answers. Even giving I saw that not only well book, too. but chapter and verse as well. Book, chapter, and verse. But we are doing what book am I? Again, that question was the building the clue was the building of the first tabernacle was found 
here. 0491-064-669. We have come to the time of the day in which we do an amazing interview with an amazing person who we have pretty regularly on the show here. Jennifer Skews, are you there with us? I am here. Amazing. You know what? You sound very clear today as well. It is. You're very clear too. Oh. Best you've been. Wow, we've 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 really we've got on Monica's phone instead of producer Shell's phone, and we've really stepped up in quality. <laughs> wow, shout out producer Shell, whose job has been come at by Monica. Nah, I'm just joking, of course. But Jennifer, we uh, we've got you on the phone this morning, and well, wow, we've just been talking about sleep every time. We've been talking about how it is that sleep is good for us, how it affects us. Are we continuing on the sleep train today, or are we switching it up? Well, I thought people might like a bit of a break from sleep because uh-huh. I've done on that. Um, but it is to do with sleep because I thought maybe we can look at the brain and um, oh. how, it, how God has created an amazing brain for us. And Absolutely. Incredible. And it is the still one of those unknown frontiers in science. They really don't know everything about brain function. It's one of the mysteries. Um, and mm. but God knows, as we know, so um, it's actually made up. We have a three-part brain or a tripart brain, mm. and most people don't realise that that we actually have three brains in one, and they are individual functions that integrate to create one brain. And we cannot function with shutting one down. We need all of them, and we need to use them in the present. To be healthy, so that mm. is a, a great challenge. So I thought we might talk about that because a lot of it is everything we talk about can be related to sleep. Because if your brain, that three-part brain, is out of sync and it's not working well, then you're not going to sleep well either. So it's um, and you can't think straight. Mm. Um, you find you get disoriented, can't make good decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what it's a bit of a mindless state in the sense that you're really stuck. You you find it hard to focus in the present when mm. the brain's not working well. And absolutely, those, yeah, we all have those moments. And this is where if the brain's too tired, it's hard for that three-part brain to function. So I thought Mm. we might look at those different parts of the brain because integrating the brain and get it working to its optimum, it's a bit like a car. If the spark plugs are on and, um, Mm. you know, there's not enough fuel in it or whatever, it's not going to function well. So this is about having a a well-tuned brain and it makes a huge difference. Oh, I need this so much because I, well, we're coming up to our mid-semester break. I have one more, uh, like at the end of this week, it'll be mid-semester break. I have one more essay to hand in and Mm -hmm. I am just struggling. I'm like, oh man, I gotta, gotta, it feels like just a grind to get this thing out. So I'm sure you'll have fantastic information on how it is that we actually do that. Well, your thinking brain, which is the third part of the brain, is doing overtime to try and retain information, use Mm. information, put it in, take it out um, at the cost of the other parts of the brain. We can overuse one area, so it's good Mm. to have a We can talk about that. Mm -hmm. But the first part of the brain is called the survival area of the brain. Okay. There are several parts that make up that survival area. We call it instinct it's the part of the brain that is unconscious. It doesn't think, but it is um, 
programmed to react. And if we mm. didn't have this part of the brain, we would do things like walk in front of a bus or do something because we wouldn't have a healthy fear of protect to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's the part of the brain that signals when there's a threat and it activates fight or flight, which is adrenaline and cortisol particularly. Um, so it, it is linked to the adrenals. It has a link all over the system. There's a whole nervous system throughout our body called the vagal nervous system that connects to that part of the brain as well. So mm. anything in our senses that picks up a threat or what we think is a threat, the survival brain will activate the fight or flight. Mm. Um, this is one of the problems when people have trauma because as they go through life, they haven't... Um, reset the system from the trauma so that part of the brain will pick up on things the senses that when are overreacting to something and it will put you in a fight flight so you're running on adrenaline cortisol and not able to switch it off because you have no idea what's causing it you think why am i in this state why am i reacting fear mm. is a motivator so if we can't fight or flight so if we're trapped anywhere um, and even, I mean, you look at your studies because I've studied endlessly for many years mm. and there's a point where you feel trapped in it because you can't stop, you can't um, change it, you've just got to knuckle down and do it. So it's we can feel a bit stressed with that and have a lot of adrenaline and cortisol. Mm. So um, it's where we interpret life and protect ourselves. And as I said, we need it. It's a necessary part. Mm. Um because it doesn't think, it can't go, hang on, that's not a real threat. I'm just having a reaction. Mm. The conscious part of the brain has to do that and work with it. And there's a whole, we'll, we'll continue on when we've worked with this, there's a whole reset program that we can get the brain back into sync again. Mm. Now, I would I would love to know, so we, we've seen this, this part of the brain, the survival part of the brain, is that represented in an actual like physical aspect or section or part of, of, the brain. of the brain? Yes, it is. And some of that I mentioned um, the vagus nerve system. Mm. That the, the head has um, and it goes through the brain. It's like a little network and that mm. is of that system. So when um, the brain deems a threat, it goes right through the vagal nervous system to get everything going. Mm. It's gut and there's another little gland the hypothalamus which is part of it so it's not one specific area it is several parts of the brain that connect to each other as well as the body because mm. that's another the mind body relationship is another topic we'll look at eventually because we're not just a brain and we're not just a body the mm. inter all time so um it, it really is the the messenger um, of what's going on externally. Um, it's a bit like the alarm bell or the fire alarm when there's smoke. Mm -hmm. um, the fire alarm can't deem that, hang on, it's, it's just someone having a... <laughs> <laughs> it's just Lawson burnt his toast, you know. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, that uh, alarm doesn't know that, so it will be activated. Well, it's like that in the brain. It can't discern. We need other parts of the brain to sort that out. Mm -hmm. um, the second part of your brain or that second brain is the emotional brain. Mm. And that is the center core of the brain. It's the largest part of the brain. It's made up of trillions of brain cells. Well, the whole brain is. Mm. Um, and those interlinking cells 
in that part of the brain um, and there's an area that actually records everything, a video, a five sense around video in the brain. And there are two areas that you probably heard the term neuroplastic mm. that changes and grows. And we can actually grow cells in two areas of that brain that uh, register emotional memories as well as visual memories. Mm. So, uh, and that video recorder can be activated if the survival brain goes into fight or flight. We can fear the worst. Uh, example mm. being someone who uh, is terrified of going to the dentist. Well, immediately that's a threat. Make a dental appointment because I've got a toothache. Immediately that's the threat. The survival brain just starts reacting. And then that um, emotional brain accesses all the fear of every time you've been to the dentist and mm. raises it up. And, of course, then, then that third part of the brain, which is your thinking brain, is going, oh, no, I'll never cope and it'll be painful. And we then feed it. You can mm. see they work together. So mm. the emotional brain is it's called subconscious. It's a storehouse. It stores memories. And it's that part of the brain when we are triggered that brings up all the emotional memories. Mm. So have you had a time where you have overreacted to something emotionally? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we do it all. Yeah, it's, it, yeah it, totally. I mean... I, I think I'm more of an overreactor than an underreactor, or maybe I'm normal. I don't know. People people are just different, but it's yeah. uh yeah, absolutely. I've I've had those moments because what happens in the present if we have um, emotional memory banks, whether they be good, bad, or the ugly, as they say, then um, what happens in the present with the senses and events? If we are not careful and we haven't resolved the past, we've stored it, then a trigger in the present will actually activate a memory and we are confused mm. at emotional memory and we load it into the current event, right? Mm. And that when someone might say something and we have a major reaction and we think, whoa, what was that about? And then it's uh, because maybe over the years you've had people who've treated you like that or said those things mm. and you then um, load in, it's, an, it's um, like a, a, uh, a gun, you know, it's like the loaded gun effect. Um, so your emotional reaction in the present will give you an idea of what you've got stored in that, that emotional storehouse. Mm -hmm. It's sitting in there and you need to do something with it. You need to resolve it. So this is what I do. I help people work with those emotional memories and uh, help the body and the brain to reset. Mm. So, yeah. so that's um, quite a journey because how many years have we been doing this? Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But you, you can know whether you're um, by your reaction in the present, how often you go, wow, that was an overreaction. That means you've got stored memories emotionally that haven't been resolved. Mm. So, uh, so this is where you can know. Sometimes we can load 90% of that emotion that we're experiencing can be a past memory. It's not mm. honest, which is a bit scary sometimes. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely, because ultimately it's it's revealing that, oh, man, it seems as though my past experiences are affecting me much yes. more than the situation actually around me. Absolutely. So uh, this is where we can then learn to be what I call mindful, not mindless. When we're mindless, we just get buy into it all and we're just living 
all of that without questioning it, without going, hang on, maybe there's something wrong here. Mm. So now I'm aware of it, I can go, hang on, I'm just overreacting. What is it that I haven't yet come to terms with or what have I got stored in there? And it's interesting because when you ask the brain a question and uh, just leave it there, the brain, the subconscious brain can actually sort it. It can mm. come up and give you an answer and then like, you wake up the next morning and go, oh, now I know what to do. So mm. it does work for us. Um, that emotional brain doesn't know. It doesn't discern. It's a storehouse and it doesn't discern the difference between truth and error and fact and fiction. Mm. So it will believe the lies. You know, it'll dish out the lies that we believe about ourselves, about others, about what we do. Um, and uh, then we, you know, become the judge basically. But that's because we have to then work out, um, do I believe something that isn't true? And I don't know if you've ever, yeah, you know, with people we do it. Mm. Like we work with someone and then we think, well, hang on, that's not true. Why did I react like that? And this is where we have those lies embedded. Um, when you're growing up, I mean, how often? I mean, just the thing of Christmas was the best lie. <laughs> mm. And I believed it. And when I found out it wasn't true, I was devastated. Oh, we, we have some stories about that very close to home here on The Breakfast yeah. Show with okay. uh, producer producer Shell, actually, who was a, yeah. a bit of an extended uh, Santa believer. Oh yes, and uh, and, and that, that had some pretty devastating effects on her when she found out. Oh wait, this isn't real. That's right, mm. and it is, it is devastating. I was much younger, mm. but it was used, and this is where it's like what I call the counterfeit because we're told that if we're good, Santa will bring us good gifts. Well, that's mm. work. That's sort of saying that um, because parents would use it to control the child. Mm. Oh, Santa will bring you that toy, so that goes on all year. You mm. know. For a lot of kids still, um, but anyway, that's uh, that's one example of what we believe. You know, mm. What we believe the lie. So we have to work out what we really believe, and this is where challenging your beliefs around something, mm. around people we meet, we often don't. We might react to them. Go, oh, I don't like them, and we've only just met them. And then you meet them again and you start to get to know them going, well, what, what was that about? Mm. They're really nice. Wow. Right? Yeah. It, yeah, and I've done that. And it's because I've learned not to do it to actually get to know the person, but it's because we have had someone who has looked like that, sounded like that, said that to us in a way that has been negative or traumatic and we judge the person based on that because our emotional brain is bringing up those memories. Mm. So it's a good example. Absolutely. Hey, Jennifer, thank you so much for talking with us this morning. We're going to continue with the show right now. This is The Marshall Family with Old Time Gospel Medley. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.
lights, dark stars closing in on you, and you're standing alone in the night. Just start and pray, soon you'll be saying, I saw the light. Lord, I saw the light, I saw the light. No more in darkness, no more in night. Now I'm so happy, no sorrow inside. Praise the Lord, I saw the light. This road of life is long and narrow. Sometimes my steps get slow, but I keep on moving, waiting for the day when I fly away. Oh, fly away, oh glory, I fly away in the morning. When I die, hallelujah, bye bye. Today, my name is Marius Jigal. Please join me for our new show on Sunday at 12:30 p.m., where we will examine biblical concepts and ideas and ask ourselves, is it relevant today? We will explore questions such as, did Jesus exist? Is the Bible credible? And why should I care? Please join me at 12:30 on Sundays right here on Faith FM. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. to the 